from the TieCast Audio Network. This is TieCast Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is. TieCast Today for a Wednesday, October the 19th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the TieCast Audio Network. Louis Butko here with you from Tim Hortons Field, where the TieCats just held their final practice. Ahead of Friday's huge East Division clash against the Ottawa Red Blacks here at Tim Hortons Field. Fan Appreciation Day. More on that in just a second. But yeah, Ticats need a win. They should win. They got to win. Uh, if they want to get in, win in, you're in. They can win out these next two games and clinch a spot in the postseason. They can win one and have Saskatchewan lose one. And they're in. And if they win both, Saskatchewan wins both. They're in. We're not going to go down the road of what happens if they lose this one and lose the next one because it's not worth talking about because I don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, Ticats needs to take care of business, though, on Friday when they host the Ottawa Red Blacks. Ticats.ca slash tickets is where you can go uh, to make sure you can secure your seat for Friday's game. And I say that. Letting you know there are less than a thousand tickets available. It should be a great night under the lights to wrap up their home portion of the schedule. And hopefully we'll see you down here at Tim Hortons Field. Coming up on today's show, we're going to hear from the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer. Uh, we'll check in with Simone Lawrence. Haven't checked in with him in quite some time, so we'll hear what he has to say. And the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter is going to be by, and we'll get his thoughts on uh, Friday's game, both last Friday and this Friday's game. He was in the booth alongside Dustin Nielsen for the CFL on TSN, so lots to get into with him. And uh, speaking of Simone Lawrence, you can go to listen.tycats.ca, check out all the great content on the Ticats Audio Network. He's got a brand new episode of Pay Me to Stop. That's his podcast that he does. And uh, this week, he sits down with Dylan Wynn. Uh, so go check that out, and uh, as you will hear him say, uh, he's actually sitting down with Jovan Santos Knox for a brand new episode today, so that'll be dropping uh, in just a little bit, so make sure you subscribe and like and review and comment and tell your friends about the Ticats Audio Network. It's where you can catch this show. It's where you can catch other great shows like the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker, uh, Morialli and Hitch. There was a new episode of that this week, the CFL this week. And, of course, tomorrow being the game before game day, you'll be able to catch a brand new episode of Cats this week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. All right, let's get into it with Coach O. Here's what he had to say after practice. And uh, we asked him about uh, preparing for an Ottawa Red Blacks team with a new head coach, an interim head coach, Bob Dice. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, d- new coaches, but same players. Same players. And uh, I really feel like when you turn on the tape, they've, they've played hard all year and sometimes you get bounces sometimes you don't um you know i thought you know you turned i think they're well coached in, in all three phases um you know i think uh they did you know they played a little bit inspired maybe um, but i think that happens naturally with with coaching changes and um so when it comes to preparation we're going to prepare for the players that we see um that as far as you know what they're going to do on offense and that sort of thing um, we don't get into the guessing game. We just got to handle our business. Um, I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of wrinkles. Uh, they know what's at stake, and you know we understand where we're at. And so I'm just excited to play the game. Yeah, I mean he has he has the ability to wreck a game, and you know Lorenzo's a, a guy that uh, did some great things for us. Cut his teeth on special teams, and you know he just had challenges staying healthy here, but. When he was healthy, thought he played well. He, you know, definitely a difference maker. Uh, he's had a breakout season, and so you know, um, you know, he's a hard worker too. You know, so um, 
he's he's strong. He's what you want him to look like. He's he's a big guy, and you know he's leading the league for a reason. I just you know it's obviously a, a tangible tribute to the community, to the city, and um, just the pride and tradition of, of Hamilton Tiger Cat football. So uh, I, just, I just think it's a it's a great thing that uh, we've done, and I think everybody's bought in. It's um, it's yeah, it's it's more than just a shirt and that. It's it's kind of lived. It's a way of life, and I think it's I think it's outstanding to pay tribute to it. And I know that the guys are always excited in the locker room with a little bit different gear on. Um, but at the end of the day, we gotta we gotta scale it back as as players and as coaches and understand that this is this is a game and we gotta go out there and execute. Yeah, we're aware this this will be our our last home game of the season and regardless if we're on the road or at home uh, we we need to find a way to win the football game so you know the show the show has needs to end in at least one more point than the opponent that's that's really it and uh you know i'm excited to to you know see see what we're made of and and see how we respond yeah i think uh we're relatively healthy there'll be a couple changes to the lineup um due to due to health but uh other than that uh we're relatively we'll, we'll look relatively similar to last week yeah i mean i think the advantage with k is that he can go both ways and uh he definitely knows our o-line play and we were obviously nicked up last week and didn't know if we were gonna need him but we had the we had the inkling that we actually might and i thought he went in there and did a great job and by that i just mean he held his gap he understood he didn't blow assignments um he's definitely not where uh he needs to be or where we need him to be but he's working at it so uh, proud of him. He just shows the the type of teammate that he is, and willing to do whatever it takes. And it really is a valuable asset to have somebody who can swing both ways for sure on on offense and on defense. That is the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer, as we caught up with him after practice today. This Friday is the last home game of the regular season, and it's also Fan Appreciation Night. Enter the stadium before six thirty, and you'll have a shot at a twenty twenty three Grey Cup Festival package. That includes a pair of tickets to the Grey Cup game at Tim Hortons Field. Ticats and Red Blacks this Friday night. The Made in the Hammer game returns. Uh, full scrum is available at Ticats.ca. It's where you can catch the uh, full conversation there with uh, Coach O, who was touching on K. Okafor there at the end. It's also where you can hear from Simone Lawrence. And here's what he had to say after practice about being back in the lineup last week. It was amazing being out there with the fellas. Um... Football is one of those things that, like, that's the only thing that could, like, ever make me, like, super mad when they take it away from me when I was a young kid. So just being out was, like, kind of hard. So got to get out there in Calgary and play with the boys. It was pretty fun. It's, it's, it's so – it gives you so much confidence, right, especially when you feed off of each other like that because just the transition – and the um, continuity of how we uh, overcame in that game was amazing. It was like a second and it was we first of all, we got the ball and we had like bad field position and we needed a two and out and the defense did a great job of getting a two and out. And then the offense comes out, they're backed up, they drive the ball, score right away. That helped us right out of halftime. And then to go into the back end of the game, we got another stop defense. And then um, they kicked the ball off to Lawrence. Lawrence gave us the special team's whole coverage unit pretty much, gave us great field position, got on the 50. And as soon as we got on the 50, you know, you look at Dane and he's like, all right, we won type of thing. And then Dane gets out there, throws a, throws, throws a, a pass, completed, getting some yards. 
and then get that Tim White catch. That was amazing. That double move, I thought he was right in the post. That was, and then there was a great clear out by Durant taking the safety away. So that was pretty cool. And then um, the two-point play, he went right back to Tim. Tim smoked him. So that that's probably one of the best games I've been a part of. For That's saying something, man. You've been here a while. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Like, I, like, that was a great feeling. It's always great to get wins like that, especially when it's late at night and you know you got to get on that plane with the fellas and you got some great stuff to talk about. Javon's the ultimate pro. He's been doing a great job, especially playing Mike Linebacker. Um, he's done a great job last season, this season, and he's very consistent, and he's going to continue to get better. Um, yeah, as far as, like, coming for my stuff, like, that's what's <laughs> up. That's the records are meant to be broken. But, shit, you know how this shit goes. Javon's actually coming on my podcast today, too. Pay me to stop podcast. <laughs> On the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're coming to um, Hamilton. Um, if you study history, you know their general manager is Sean Burke. So he's going to have the guys pretty fired up. You know, he'll probably like get them ice cream or something before the game. And um, they're going to come in here fired up and ready to play. And they have a coach that they seem to like. And um, they're going to be playing hard for him. And they always, they've been playing Montreal pretty heavy. And to answer your question, what I see from them is. Um, they just throw the, they throw the ball up and they try to make plays and stuff like that. Um, they got, I, I'm assuming Jackson Bennett's going to be playing running back. Um, that should be fun. You know, they got a lot. They got a lot of players that used to be here, so I, I can't wait. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, that's what that's the goal. We're going out there and we're trying to. It's fan appreciation night, and we're excited to go out there and put on a show for our fans. You know, like it's Friday night under the lights in the brand new jerseys. I love these jerseys actually too. Like these steel jerseys are one of my favorite uh, combinations. So like just to come out there and get a win in them would be feel really good for us. Yeah, the, the jerseys do go good with the 21 Simone Lawrence hat, but we sold out in like a week. So it's kind of tough to get to. You gotta get on the secondary <laughs> No release, no new releases neither. Always love catching up with Simone Lawrence as we did after practice today. And as a reminder, full scrums always available at Ticats.ca. And uh, shout out to Jack, the intern, who makes sure uh, you hear what the Ticats have to say to uh, Milty and I's sometimes ridiculous questions that we throw at them every day after practice. All right, no ridiculous questions for this guy. It's the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. He had the call on Friday night in that thrilling win over the Calgary Stampeders and uh, suits lots to get to, but let's start there. I mean, we heard Sim talk about how fun that game was. Coach said he was going to put it up there with uh, some of his bigger wins in his coaching career. Uh, you had the call alongside Dustin Nielsen. You can admit that one was pretty fun on Friday. Well, if it's any indication as to what our playoffs might look like in the Canadian Football League, I'm pretty excited because, uh, you know, back and forth, down to the wire, good teams, uh, plays made on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, across the country, and this is not just in Canada, but North America, when there are a few interceptions thrown in the game, all of a sudden the quarterbacks are playing poorly and not that the corners and halfbacks and free safety are playing well. So <laughs> I like to look at it from that perspective, that defenses are allowed to make plays. And when they do, it can change the field position immediately. And I think we saw a little of that. But, you know, dramatic finish. And you know that the dramatic finish this year, it's been through the roof. We've, we've seen 
so many games go down to the final three minutes. I think every single week, without exception, there's been at least one, but usually two or three that go down to that last three minutes. Two plays made by Tim White, and they win the game, and that builds a ton of confidence for the Ticats. Yeah, in fact, each game last week was decided in the final three minutes, and each game was de- determined uh, by eight points or less. So you talk about entertainment value. Scoring is up more than 25% from last season. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Because we've seen a lot of points scored. We've seen offense. Um, you know, Milty and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, the, the roster turnover, I'm sure, is a big part of it. But uh, what, what do you see this year when you see the offense up 25%? What does that number jump out to you? Well, it's what we're normally used to. Yeah, it's 25% over a year where we had missed a season and played a shortened season without training camp and without a preseason. And offense, when it's all about timing and rhythm that we always talk about all the time, when you lose those reps in training camp and in a preseason, then you are going to be behind offensively. And it, and it may take a full year to kind of catch up again. The NFL didn't take the year off, and the NFL played without fans in the stands for the pandemic year. And that allowed offenses when you were on the road to not have to battle with crowd noise as well in the NFL. So their their scoring went up slightly. Ours went down. And I wasn't surprised at all because of the, you know, the, the circumstances. And now it's back to normal. I, I I think we're, you know, maybe there's a slight, slight peak. But now it's back to sort of normal CFL standards. Games coming down to the final three minutes, all sort of last week. All last week, I believe, over 60 points combined. You know, the NFL can't come close to that. And I, I'm not I'm not comparing. I, I You know, again, I, I, I say this all the time because I don't think you have to choose and compare and compare and contrast the two leagues. We can just say that we have a special, dramatic, entertaining product right in our backyard that's affordable to families and tons of entertainment value. And that's what we've seen in the Canadian football league. I, and here's another one, Louis, I think quarterbacks, quarterbacks becoming just a little bit more experienced. We have a lot of young guys in the league right now and a little more experience every week that helps with scoring as well. Well, let's talk about one of those quarterbacks. The the one who wears number nine for the Ticats, obviously a difficult start to the season with the turnovers, the interceptions, the fumbles. What did you see? What impressed you about him? Not the flashiest game, but he, he stepped up when it counted. What did you see out of Dane Evans uh, specifically last week, but really the last month or so, he really has put together some, some good games. Yeah. I, I was on a zoom call with Dane uh, just in preparation for that game in Calgary and I got a sense that there is just this sort of um, relief and uh, just a level of, of you know, relaxation and, and that he's finally sort of just got out of his own head. And, you know, I, I don't know of a better way to, to sort of describe that. I mean, sometimes when you squeeze it, stick too too tightly, you just cannot score to save your life. And, um you know, no matter how hard you push, it seems to become worse. And that is a spiral mentally that can really be hard to dig yourself out of. And, you know, he had a lot going on in his family life. He had a lot going on becoming the leader of that team. And it all kind of just came to a head to him. And through that month of, you know, real sloppy play, uncharacteristic of Dane Evans in all of his experience and time in the Canadian Football League, 
he he just worked his way out of it mentally. And I think he's in a good place mentally right now. I mean, Wes Hills helps, mm-hmm. you know, having great receivers like Dunbar and Tim White are, are really helping to make plays like that. They'll do that collectively and together. But I just see a guy who's kind of said <laughs> – that that was a nightmare. I'm out of it. I'm just going to just play ball like I've done my whole life. And that's what we're seeing. He went back and slinged it, sling, was slinging it in the last yeah. two plays. I mean, Tim White double covered, slings it in there. He makes a play down in the end zone, gets hit. He makes another play. But Dane was just stepping in and letting it rip. And that's what we're used to seeing. There was one shot on the TSN broadcast that stood out to me. I think it was right after Calgary scored the camera cut right to Dane, who was had his helmet on, looked about as focused as he could be. That last drive, calling it, I know Dustin had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm sure you had a lot of fun with it, with yeah. the way the Ticats marched down the field, but that looked like a team, and maybe I, I my bias is showing here, but that didn't look like a 6-10 and 10 football team. That looked like a football team that on any given week could go out there and win the game, which uh, it should be scary for the rest of the league right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, with the last month and a half, if it was one game for Dane Evans, I would say, well, let's let's see. There's a couple of games left. They got Ottawa twice. Let's see if we can see that level of consistency again. But we have seen it. We have seen it for a month and a half now. And I think he is back mentally. I think the running game now, the 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 ad of West Hills and the fact that, you know, on a second and three, they're not afraid to try a run, a run play that keeps defenses honest and really uh, allows a quarterback to uh, use to his to his advantage play action. Um, because, you know, if you don't really have a consistent running game, play action does not really matter anymore because the linebackers aren't buying it. But if you can suck them up, with play action and West Hills is that threat, then in behind that intermediate route sort of area is where Dane can really go to go to work. So when you compare it against the inconsistencies in Montreal and Toronto, you know, all they have to do is take care of business. Got to do that first because they're still not locked into that, that, you know, final playoff position in the East because there's still a possibility of a crossover, but the, you know, they have control. They have two against Ottawa. They won't be easy, never easy, but they go and take care of business. There is no reason to think that there, there can't be an upset all the way through the playoffs. Honestly, I you know, just look at the quarterback position. Macbeth has been good, but inconsistent. Trevor Harris, good, but inconsistent all season long. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be fun. Yeah, it should should be a lot of fun. Let's talk about a position group that you are uh, very familiar with, and that would be the Ticats secondary. Richard Leonard, two interceptions. But really, when you look at that, that I mean, that's a that's a murderer's row of of players back there, led by Tunde Adelike at that free safety position. But yeah. what do you see when you look at this Ticats secondary? Because C- if I'm an opposing quarterback, it's a pick your pose poison type of situation because none of those matchups are very receiver-friendly. Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, I, I think Tunde Adelike is probably the all-star, the Canadian. Like, uh, he would he would definitely be my vote right now for the all-star at the free safety position. Uh, you know, I think they can do a lot with him. They can move him down into the box, and, you know, he can be uh, great against the run and is not afraid to get his nose dirty there, but has tremendous range to the football. Like, 
balls in the air. You're free as a free safety. He can, he can run it down, track it down, help his guys out. So that's, that's kind of where it starts at leadership from the middle and then outwards to the skilled players. And, and, and there is nothing but skill and ex, um, experience in the, in the secondary. And experience doesn't mean you're good at guessing. Experience means you're doing the work. You understand rope combinations and you're ready to, you know, jump plays that you believe you can make. And I think that's what we saw. We saw that in Calgary with the guys just saying, Hey, the, if he's a little behind on this outthrow, I'm, I'm taking it. And when we saw it again in BC too, I was, I was quite happy to see the defense score a little bit, um, you know, in the BC game and in the Hamilton game. Of, co- of course you were, Suits. Of course, of course you were. <laughs> to that point, um, to, to knowing where you're going to be, knowing which play is coming. I mean, especially here in Hamilton with the start that they had, there were people calling for coaches' jobs. But I think what we saw there is evidence of, of, of good coaching. Coaches coach, players play. It's the execution that makes the difference. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the – the game management decisions, I think, you know, I, I questioned one for coach, but, uh, that, that gamble on third down and not because of the result, but, um, you know, I know he didn't think of it as a gamble where he, you know, in his mindset and where he was. And, and that's cool. I respect that. But for the most part, uh, coach Steinhauer has been, you know, just solid, absolutely solid in, in, in game decisions. Um, you know, working with his players, earning the respect. He reminds me a lot of Mike Blochet. You know, they've met in the cup a couple of years and, um, you know, that he, he builds the right culture. He, he facilitates, uh, you know, the situation so that he can, he, that the players can build the right culture. And that's, I think, the way he would describe it. So yeah, to, to think that they needed to make a change there, that it was, <laughs> something I completely disagreed with vehemently. Uh, I think, you know, you might see it in Saskatchewan if they don't make the playoffs. Um, you know, there always is some change, but man, uh, I think Coach O is, is getting it together at the right time. And that's really what matters in Canadian football. Get it together at the right time, get yourself at the dance, and then go ahead and take a run. Well, this team uh, knows the experience. They know what it takes to get to the dance. Uh, now they just want to get over that hump to do it. Likely, you know, going through the West, uh, I do want to get your thoughts on this. Zach Calero signing a big three-year contract extension to stay with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. A, I, I know, I'm sure you like the term three years, a commitment to a quarterback, and being able to build around. But uh, while I got to your suits, uh, obviously uh, a great story in Zach Caleros. And I don't want to spend too much time on it, but just your thoughts on that contract extension and, and not just for the blue bombers, but, but maybe for the rest of the league, what it means to see that continuity at, at a very important spot in the football field. Yeah. It's very important in a big picture way. Um, first of all, he earned it and uh, he has been the difference maker there. He loves the community. He loves the locker room. He loves the coaching staff and management. Um, it's a great fit. It has been since he arrived and his record speaks for itself. So the sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the simple look at it is that this is a deal that he has earned, but the bigger picture is what you're alluding to. And it's very important that it's a longer term contract. There is guaranteed money in it. So the players can now look at that model and say like it's it's not all going to be quarterback money for every player but they can look at the model and they can say hey there's some guaranteed money in there 
if I sign a longer term contract and that goes to roster continuity, which is good for the players, good for the fans, good for the teams to have roster continuity. This whole idea of one year contracts was a bad idea for everybody at the beginning. It was bad in the middle and it's bad now. And, and they're working away from those one year contracts. So that's this is an indication. This is the blueprint for it. And now other players can look at this and say, hey, I can do a three-year deal. Obviously, the money won't be the same, but I can do a, a three-year deal and get the same sort of structure. Built before, in. before we let you go, final two weeks of the regular season. You know, we started this conversation with just by talking about the entertainment value of where the game is right now. Uh, what are you most looking forward to uh, these last two weeks heading into the playoffs? Well, I like that a lot of the games, most of the games matter. I mean, you know, at, at this point, usually in the regular season, maybe one team is still trying to hang on or something like that, but. You know, we have all games that are, are meaningful games for home field in the West and also for, you know, just making the playoffs. Hamilton still has some work to do to get that done. But, you know, when I look at the teams now, if it's Winnipeg and and even in Edmonton, one of the storylines is Trey Ford now with Taylor Cornelius out due to injury. We're going to take a good look at Trey Ford against the BC Lions in an important game for them. So the games in the last two weeks matter for the most part across the board, especially in, uh, you know, in the standings and for playoff positioning and to make it. So that's, that's what's most important. It, it, it adds to the drama. I fully expect that the world class players will put on a show in the final two weeks and man, Lock in for the playoffs, my friend, because the matchups are going to be unbelievable no matter who gets in. Yeah, well, we're hoping it's Hamilton and uh, hoping we're booking that road trip to, to Montreal sooner rather than later. Ticats can do it this week. They'll need a little help from the Stampeders. They'll need to take care of business here as well. And uh, that BC game, I'm sure you got the call of that one. That BC game is a big one because they, they can clinch home field, right, if they win that. And exactly. you know, that, yeah, that would they, make that Calgary game a little less interesting. Yeah, they, they, can clinch, they can clinch home field uh, and the game, the semifinal will be played in BC place if they can beat Edmonton. Let's see if Trey Ford can get that first win for Edmonton at home in a long, long time. They're starving for that. And then, yeah, uh, Hamilton has to take care of business and get the win. And they do that. They pretty much have that spot locked up. Should be fun. Fall equals football, and it's always a lot of fun. Suits, thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, Louie. Appreciate it, man. That's the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. And my thanks to him for joining me. And he's got a big month coming up in November. Of course, he'll have the call of the Grey Cup. But as part of the Grey Cup Week celebrations, he'll be inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame uh, in the reporter's wing. So uh, congratulations to Suits for that, and I'm sure we'll talk to him well before that as well as uh, as we were hanging up there. He he had mentioned uh, that he wanted to be back on the show before the playoffs start, so we'll make sure uh, we take him up on that offer. This Friday is the last home game of the regular season, and it's also fan appreciation night under the stadium by 6.30 to win prizes from the Ticats' great partners like Baffin, Pizza Pizza, Pioneer, Tim Hortons, Buffalo Wild Wings, Moxies, Dempsters, and more. Ticats and Red Blacks this Friday night, the Made in the Hammer game returns. Uh, that'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow, same time, same place. I'll have the depth chart in my hand. We'll go through that with you. Hopefully you'll join us then. In the meantime, make sure you check out all the other great shows we have to offer you on all of your favorite podcast catchers. 
uh, which apparently is what you call uh, things like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or you go to listen.tycats.ca for the latest episodes of all of the great shows we are putting out for you. Uh, that'll do it for us. Thanks so much from all of us here at the Tycats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great day. Tycats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.